Hello, my name is Maurice Washington. I want to welcome everybody to another episode of Executive Talk. Uh, today we're actually wrapping up a three-part series called The Sales Conversation. In this three-part three series, we dealt with uh, quite a few things. We dealt with the client's perspective. What does a client feel during the sales, sales process? Uh, we also dealt with the business owner's part of the sales conversation. What do they feel during the, during the sales process? You know, I think it's uh, very important for us to realize and recognize as business owners that it's not just about dealing with objections. There's actually more to the sales process than just dealing with objections. There's actually a lot of emotions behind the sales conversation. So that's actually the point of this particular segment is to really understand what's behind the scenes of the sales conversation, but beyond just dealing with objections. So in today's conversation, what we're going to do is we're going to call, we're going to, we title this Bridging the Gap. What are the conversations that's going to bridge the gap between us as business owners and clients to actually help them evolve in this, in this sales process? So there's a comfortable relationship, there's more trust that's built. That's really the key element to the sales conversation. So in today's segment, we're also going to deal with the S&O. In our first two conversations, we dealt with the W and the W and T's, which is the weakness and threats. So from a business consultant's perspective, every time you have a business plan, you have your SWOT, which is your strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. In our first two conversations, we dealt with the weaknesses and threats. Today, we're going to deal with the S and O, because I feel like you, we also have to know where's our strength and opportunities within the sales conversation to make it a better fit. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. The sales conversation is actually part of your sales process. Typically, we don't see this, the sales conversation as part of your sales process because it's an, everyday, it's an everyday conversation. With your sales process, you do it so often, you don't really recognize it as part of your daily process. So your sales process, the way that we look at a sales process is one way. We meet with our client, which is the first consultation. We want to know what their wants and needs are, where the, what the direction is. The second part of the conversation is we really want to tie up and understand and see if we can conduct business. Then the middle part of that, business, uh, that sales process is delivering or preparing the product to be delivered. And then once we deliver the product, everything is good. But during that process of that delivery, once the sales says, hey, let's go ahead and go forward, that's the time of the sales conversation as part of that sales process. This is actually the glue of your sales process. It's where the integrity actually sits. So what do I mean by that? <coughs> it's actually a very bold statement to say that's where the integrity sits. Because if, I, if you had a 45-day sales cycle, let's say you sold something today to your clients. They said, okay, let's go ahead and go forward. And let's say your, your product is, it won't be delivered until the next 45 days. Let's say you didn't call your client one time you didn't email them, you, there was no communication. Do you think at the end of that 45 days that client will still be there? No. no, not at all. That client will ship off somewhere else very quickly. So that's why the sales conversation is actually part of your, it's the glue. When things go up, when things go down, when your client has fears, when everything happens in between that 45 days, it's the glue that keeps your client from that start of the conversation to that end of that 45-day cycle. So that's why it's the glue and that's why it's the integrity. This sales conversation is part of your leadership ability as well. There's a lot of books out there that talk about leadership and, you know, just basically traits and attributes of a good leader. 
This is something that's actually very rarely spoken about within those books. It's just a general conversation. How are you leading your clients from start to finish through your words? If you break up leadership, this word leadership, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> this word leadership has, has little impact, if you will. If, if these words are broken up, there's leadership. So if these words are broken up, you're the leader and there is no ship. But leadership, it creates a, a, it creates a bond. There's something in this word, the ship part of this word that actually makes this word mean something more. So as a leader, it's just me as a business owner. But my shipping part is the part that I actually deliver to the client. This is the part that you're actually delivering to your client. It's kind of like FedEx, they ship. That's the delivering of the, of the product or service. So the leadership part of it is your, actually the sales conversation. How are you leading people how are you leading people down this process? How are you delivering this conversation? And this conversation does depend on you. You know, I think there's a level of business ownership that we look for a level of fairness as to what is the client's responsibility and what's our responsibility as a business owner. This conversation, this is, the clients are depending on us to deliver the product. So this conversation depends on us and the whole process depends on us and then we need to prepare our clients a specific delivery on what, they're, what they need to do during that process. What are their expectations so they can deliver on their part so this can be a great relationship towards the end. Our, again, our job is to lead our clients from start to finish. This is, a, this is a very intangible action. Now, it looks tangible because there's a conversation, a lot of momentum is going, but again, it's intangible. You can't really touch it. You just, the client has to, this is part of the client experience. So what they're seeing in the very beginning is they're seeing you. They see your product, they see the ideal, they see the concept, they see the vision in the beginning. But in the middle, there's certain experiences that your client needs in the middle to actually understand that this product is going to be delivered. So the conversation is part of the intangible process that allows for this delivering to happen. To get out, and part of our jobs in that sales conversation is to get out as many concerns as they will allow us, <coughs> excuse me, to discover. We need to know as much as possible. What are your concerns? Our job is to ask as many questions to get all those concerns on the table. Because your clients do come to the table with a lot of concerns. Would you guys agree with that? Yes. Absolutely. So we need to get out as many concerns as they will allow us to discover. Now, your model either offers an immediate result or a process result. Okay, the immediate result is, is this relative to time. Seven to, about seven to ten days is almost kind of an immediate result, or maybe a next day. You know, I'll be there to fix your electric, for an electrician. It's typically in the next day or within the next three days to fix that service. But a lot of our business models process result, meaning it's going to take about 45 days from the time that we deliver to the time that we said, yes, well, let's go ahead and go forward to the time that the product is actually going to be delivered. So this immediate result leads into this big, big component, which is instant gratification. As business owners, sometimes we, we get, we know our business so well that we can actually wait for the process. We understand what the process is going to take. We understand how many people that you have to contact in the background in order to get the product to deliver. 
So we understand that. We, it's, it's comfortable to us. We found a comfort with that. Maybe in our daily lives, we don't like that process, but in our business models, we found comfort in it. But with our clients, they don't have that same level of comfort, do they? That instant gratification creates the do-it-yourself journey. One thing that we talked about in our first conversation is, in, in the client's perspective, is YouTube University, where everybody goes on YouTube to really try to figure out how can they do it themselves. So this do-it-yourself journey that we're headed towards and that we want to try to impose upon typically means your client may not trust the time frame that it takes from start to finish. There's a trust factor right there. And it's that instant gratification. And typically what's happening is, you know, typically people want to take back that control and that instant gratification because they want to build control the reason why they know it's not finished. It's one thing to say, to call your client on a consistent basis, oh, it's not finished yet. Well, we still have to work on this. Well, we have to actually do this first in order for this to happen. Oh, we had a hiccup back in the office. That actually messes with your client mind on a regular basis. This actually kicks into a full gear to say, oh, man, maybe I should be doing this myself. What's the holdup? It answers that question. What's the holdup? This instant gratification bridges that gap because, again, everybody has a their own relationship to time. Time from, you know, one week can be perfect for people. But by that second week, by that third week, you're into a danger zone. You're into their own comfort zone. And so remember this whole instant, instant gratification, what that looks like and how it represents in your business. Being extremely clear about the holes in your business is very important. And I'll go ahead and touch on it in the, in the next slide. I think it's very important for us as a business owner to realize you're dealing with the mind. The mind, so here's an example of how quick the mind can shift. On Sunday, you can have the best day. Okay, no matter if the Broncos won or lost, you can have a good day. Okay, life is good, you go to bed, you wake up, and then Monday, you get the worst email ever. Now you're stressed out. Now, whatever happened yesterday that had you in a great place, Monday, you're in a totally different space. How does that mind affect your business if, if the mind can change in the matter of a day? And sometimes it's less than that, depending on the person. If the mind can change that quickly, what happens if you have a sales process from Monday to, Monday to next Monday? Or what happens in that mind that's going from, one, you know, from that first day to the 45th day? There's a lot of thinking that's happening in there. So let's, let's go ahead and um, actually address that. So what are the holes in your business? The holes in your business is not your business model per se. It's actually other professionals in your field. So I'm working with a client. I'm a, um, I don't know, I'm a contractor. I'm a contractor, and I meet with the client, and they're ready to go forward with me, and they're happy. They're ready to get the new deck. Everything's good. So, of course, I'm still working with other clients in the background. I still have to go about my daily business as well. Lo and behold, I don't know what, kind of, what happens in the world, but some kind of radar goes off that this client is ready to get a deck. And lo and behold, they go out to the store, and all of a sudden, they meet another general contractor, don't they? Next thing you know, you have another general contractor fighting for that same business. 
that general contractor will make, they're not going to say, oh, that process, just wait on them. You know, that's typical in the industry, so just wait, it's okay. That other general contractor say, man, they haven't delivered the, the materials yet? Oh, man, if you would have worked with me, you would have had the materials that you're doing right now. I mean, you should really, really consider that. You should really give me a call. Again, that 45 days, when we talk about the holes, other professionals are hunting your same client. And they're, th they're not throwing the absolute truth, are they? No, the, level, the playing field is not fair anymore. What about friends and family? Okay, hey, you call, you, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go in that same scenario. Hey, I'm about to get a new deck. I'm so excited. I've been waiting for this for so long. I can't wait. You know, I know it's November, but hey, time is now. I really feel like this is time. And this is me talking to, to my uncle. So he's my trusted advisor in this whole situation because I'm excited. I just can't wait to, I, I want to tell everybody. So my uncle, being that he's the trusted advisor, he's going to say, are you making another bad decision? Are you, you really shouldn't do that right now. You should really wait until spring because the prices will be a little bit different at that time, and then you'll get a discount. You give that client a call back and say, hey, you give me a call back. Hey, Maurice, are you ready to go forward? Um, you know, I don't know. I've been rethinking a couple of things. I'm not really for sure if I'm ready. You're like, what happened from that first conversation? You were ready to go. You're right there on the hook. And we had all your materials ready to be delivered. What happened? Well, they're not going to talk about the fact that they talked to their uncle. That, that became the new trusted advisor. They trumped everything that you said. So you find yourself sometimes having to resell your whole product and service and the reason why all over again. Husband and wife dynamics. That's always a, a doozy, right? <laughs> Husband can be totally excited, okay? He could be the spender in the family. The wife could be the one saying, oh, man, here you go again, always bringing something new into the house. Or it could be vice versa. It could be whatever dynamic. But you're in that conversation. Everybody's excited. They seem to be ready to go because the husband and wife aren't going to argue in front of you, are they? Nobody wants that type of interaction. No, you're not going to feel that. It's the argument afterwards. It's the argument two or three days later that has nothing to do with, but because, because, you happen, because the conversation happened with the last two or three days, now, you're, now that decision is part of the whole argument. I can't believe we're choosing to get a new deck right now. I, you always want to spend money somewhere. When is this going to stop? Okay, yeah, I don't think we should go forward. Then you find, again, you find yourself having to resell that whole conversation all over again. What about themselves? Okay, there's a level of success that happens in the sales opportunity because you're, you're helping somebody move past something that they currently did not have. And that's really the, the truth about sales. But if, what if they're not really truly inspired by that level of success? Maybe there's a fear of success in that whole scenario that all of a sudden creeps up and says, ooh, I'm about to actually get a home? <gasps> I can't believe I'm actually qualified. This, this, this can't happen. Are you, you know what, I, I, I can't talk right now. I, I need to go through my process. Okay, that's something that you can test with is people's minds. 
And what we need to actually also realize is you're creating a pattern interrupt in that person's lifestyle. No matter if they're ready for it, no matter if they're, if they weren't ready for it, there's, that's, that's one level of pattern interrupt. If they were ready for it, there's still a pattern interrupt. Because let's, for example, if there's, if you're uh, redoing somebody's kitchen, is there not a pattern interrupt in how they do live their daily lifestyle? Part of that pattern interrupt is no longer does that kitchen belong to them, does it? That kitchen does not belong to them anymore. For the next 45, they're going to have random people in their kitchen. They're going to have to go out to eat on a regular basis. They're going to have to work around people. They're going to have to, you know, clear the cabinets just to get the pepper out. They're going to have to go through a whole other psychological pattern in order to just get through the, the regular basis. So part of that end result, they're actually not even so much excited about seeing the whole product. They're actually excited about getting back to their daily life first and foremost. And then the daily product, then the product can stand, stand for itself. So I feel like these are the steps in the conversation. Identify all the threats. Okay, and that's all the objections. Your clients will actually train you over and over again on the typical objections that you're gonna run into with your clients and what they feel. There's a, every, every service has a specific objection. And there's maybe five to, maybe about five to 10 particular objections that you're gonna run into on a consistent basis. Now, now that you know what those objections are, now part of your sales conversation is communicate from the threats. I know, you know, typically clients have these particular levels of fears within the process. This is what you're going to run into. Does this sound like you? Yeah, that does. How did you know? You know, I'm psychic. That's, that's how I know. <laughs> but deal with it. Just talk from that place head on. Because typically that, that shows that level of customer service that, for one, you know the field, your field of expertise. It shows the client that you've been in business long enough to you know, that you know what the problems are, typically are. And don't be scared of the holes. Okay, so now that you realize that these other holes actually do exist and that they are part of the threat of your sales conversation and your business model and your ability to close that client, hey, Start from the top. Other professionals. There's going to be other professionals in, my, in the real estate field that are going to want your... Actually, let me take it as a loan officer. There's going to be other LOs that are going to say they can get it done in 15 days or 20 days. And truth be told, they possibly could. But here's the other truth. The other truth is your scenario requires this. Your scenario, if we don't have your paperwork set up, this, what, this is what will extend this. So any other professional will have the same challenge as I am. So I want you to understand that before. So that way, when they run into this other professional out of the blue, hey, and they try to sway them, hey, they already talked about it. I'm, I'm good. I'm, so, I'm loyal to my loan officer that I'm working with because they already told me that it's going to happen. Friends and family. Talk to them about their friends and family. Hey. Look, I know your friends and family, you know, who's your trusted advisor? How do they feel about it? Do you consult with them before going forward with this product? Just bring it up. If they do, well then maybe you need to have that conversation with both of them. Or solidify it in a way that they say, this is your decision. 
because it goes back to the families and friends and themselves. They're scared of themselves and making the wrong decision possibly again. So realize that, that dynamic. Husband and wife, understand how many times you actually need to close them in the middle of that sales process. Because husband and wife, they don't play fair sometimes. They just don't, sometimes. <laughs> in themselves. Protect, protect your client from themselves. Understand, ask them, what is your, do you see yourself as successful in this area? If this happens, will you feel that level of success? What does that mean to you? Ask that question and see what, what kind of answers you get. Because that's going to be part of the thing that's going to happen when you have empty, when you have dead air time in between your sales cycle. <clears throat> I think it's also important for us to recognize, do the visions match? You know, for a real estate agent, the way that the market is set up, you can qualify for, uh, you know, a $310,000 house in this marketplace. Now, for the client, do they see themselves in that area? If you start showing them $310,000 house, but they can't see themselves that high, you've already, your, your visions are not meeting. And you actually, you're, <clears throat> you're interrupting the way that they already visualize their success. Their success could be at 240K. Now, you can show them more, but you have to really meet them at their levels of the way that they view themselves. <clears throat> Recognize the need for instant gratification. And I submit to, you, submit to you guys this and see what this does for you. The bigger the uncertainty, the higher the need for instant gratification. Let that soak in. So the bigger the uncertainty, the higher the need for instant gratification. So if it's a big ticket item, okay, imagine that there's going to be a lot of uncertainty. Am I doing the right thing? Am I spending the right amount of money? Does this make sense? Or if it's in that process, understand, that means there's a level of instant gratification that needs to take place within the middle of that conversation. Not only can I just leave you in 45 days, I have to call you maybe once a week just to check on you and to reiterate the sales process and say, hey, this is part, this is the stage that we're in right now. This stage right here next week is what we're running into and that means we're right on track. If we don't hit this mark, then this is typically what happens. So that's how you can actually object the family themselves and also other professionals is because there's a track of that 45 days. <clears throat> I feel like the conversation should include the following awareness. Is this the first time they've been introduced to your product? If this is their first time, understand that you, gotta, you, you really have to have that right conversation for them. It is key because fear kicks in immediately. Doesn't matter, fear is already right there at the table. Okay, what fears do they have? as a whole about the product or service that you offer. Okay? Do they not see a lot of people, you know, what, what fears do they have in that process? What end result does your client expect from this product? That's an interesting, that's a very interesting question. It's that it doesn't get asked a lot, but what end result? Do they want to see, you know, for example, for that deck conversation, are, or do they like to host parties a lot? Do they want to have a deck where a lot of people, because they like to host and invite a lot of people over on a regular basis, 
is that part of their end result of this product. They want it to look aesthetically good enough for everybody else that comes in because that's where they spend a lot of time. You have to know where that level of um, re end result looks like for your client. And what do you need to experience in the middle of the process? You can ask your clients openly, what do you need to experience in the middle of the process so I can meet your needs? Because typically you have your own process, you know what's gonna happen, but your client may need something else a little bit different. And that's where their true communication can, can really happen. And again, turn the conversation from a WT, which is the weakness and threat, to a strength and opportunity. So, uh, you know, one thing I would like for you guys to also take with you today is clearly identify your target market. You know, I feel like the target market in this, in this case is bigger than just the financial, the area town that they live in, the demographic, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to submit something new to you guys today is emotional de demographic. Okay, what is it about their attitude that you connect with? What is it about the attitude that your clients can actually connect, connect to you with? How does your client see life? Are they up and down quite a bit? Because that up and down quite a bit will actually interrupt your sales process as a whole. What kind of belief system do they have? Do they see themselves as, because there's a level of completion that does offer success. If they see this as a completed product, are, are they okay with that? You really, you really want to know that you guys have a similar thought process about this end result. You know, really the, the point of this whole conversation, again, as I mentioned earlier, um, is, to really, is to really bridge the gap uh, between clients and business owners. You know, in our very first conversation, we spoke about how Nowadays, it's a do-it-yourself type of mentality. YouTube University, let me go on YouTube and figure out how to get this done, I'll do it myself. That imposes on the business owner's ability to, again, for one, earn money and also bridge the, bridge the relationship gap. That's, that's, that's not a good direction that we want to go to, especially as business owners. So how can we bridge that gap? Again, stop the do-it-yourself rev rev revolution. The do-it-yourself revolution, again, comes to a no trust. They can get to a point where they start trusting vendors again, trusting contractors, trusting all these, you know, all these other entities. Then we can get back to how business used to be done. No more pointing fingers. Hey, no, you as a client, you did that. You should have did that. No, you as a business owner, you should have did that. There, there's a relationship that, that happens when business is transacted. When you're spending enough time with a client, there's a relationship absolutely there. So let's make sure that that relationship becomes real and tangible for that client. And possibly this conversation can help us get back to the handshake. Okay, back in the day we used to handshake. Hey, we're gonna do business, you're my contractor, you're my real estate agent, we're good. If we can get back to the point where the conversation is so strong and there's trust involved, then we can get back to the handshake and how, things, how business used to be done. You know, next week what we're gonna do is we're actually gonna get into a new series called Success. It's our success series. And we're gonna talk about how success actually affects business owners in a both good and positive way. So I'd like to thank all those who are watching online right now. Thank you guys for joining us. Those who came in our studio audience, we appreciate you guys. 
in the middle of that time, I want you guys to go to our social media, to our Facebook, YouTube, uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and also LinkedIn. But in the meantime, I have to get back to work. Thank you guys very much.